0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org party today. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of
1: life-changing care.
0: And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com
1: wonder. Welcome to the Mentory TV podcast and Thrive with Patricia Falco Beccali. Welcome back to another edition of COVID-19 from Crisis to Creation here on Mentory TV. I'm Patricia Falco your host. When I thought, why not look at the digital asset market and the way that market has moved before COVID-19 crisis hit, how is it surviving right now and what is the outlook for the market such as STO, security token offerings market, considering that this is um, one of those markets where businesses can find alternatives in financing themselves to IPO or initial public offerings markets in general. Well, in order to do all of this, I have invited Michael Cott with us here on Mentor TV. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you very much, Patricia. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, to speak with you about uh, well, my passion, what, what I really like to achieve.
1: Yes, and I think CM um, um, Equities is, uh, to just put it in a frame for our viewers that are not familiar with your business, it basically is a digital platform. And what I thought was fantastic coming across researching the world of digital assets, STO market, ICO market, crypto market, etc., is a quote by you. Where you said the world is entering into the capital market four point What does that mean?
0: Yes, that's that's uh, really a creation. What I what I said, uh, uh, capital market four point is that. Uh, we can get, get a completely different capital market than it was uh, before. It's a, it's a completely new one. It's uh, something what is uh, I hate the word disruptive, but this is really disruptive uh, as uh, the old banking world, the old uh, world of monopolists uh, will be changed into a more democratic world, in a, into a more democratic uh, capital market than it ever was before. And, uh, and that's, that's the challenges but, um, from this, in this transition period, but that's also the opportunities. And uh, I can tell you, uh, Patricia, there's no doubt, no doubt that the capital market 4.0 will win this big battle.
1: Okay, well, let's have a look at what the battle actually is. Maybe you want to give us a little bit of an insight for those that are not necessarily into the issue of digital assets. What is an STO? And why do you think the technology of digital assets together with the blockchain really does change how financing has worked up to now?
0: So um, uh, this is a a very big question because it's it's, a... it's a question where I, I'd like to uh, recap a little bit uh, what happened uh, in the last 20 years in the capital market because it's important to understand why why now uh, a new change is coming and uh, it's uh, nobody can prevent that. So uh, in the you know I was um, I was a market specialist uh, at the Munich Stock Exchange at that time, uh, early 90s, and uh, and uh, at that time uh, you know it was a it was not an efficient capital market at that time. There was uh, uh, inefficiencies, and inefficiencies, as you know, is always opportunities. So opportunities for houses like like us uh, to develop uh, uh, new new capital market standards. What we did at that time, starting variable trading, and all these things is the good old open outcry of exchanges. You know that, and uh, and it was um, it was actually this was. Uh, totally intriguing me doing what I'm doing since that time. It, it's, uh, I have the job of my life in that time. And, but then 1999, 2000 happened. Uh, uh, dot-com bubble burst. And over the next 20 years, um, it was a totally different thing that uh, in the past, in the past, companies could uh, finance themselves with going public. Uh, and uh, so they get the get funding, they get everything uh, uh, what, they, what they want. But uh, so from the from the capital raise, but in in the next twenty years, um, the number of public listed companies dramatically reduced, and uh, so IPOs were not common anymore. It's uh, in Europe is a disaster because all the money was flowing into structured products, into structured product products, ETFs uh, in. Uh, so in, is, uh, the money was um, financing the financial market, but not the industry anymore.
1: Not and the now, themselves. So basically businesses, to recap that, found themselves uh, in a difficult situation to raise money going to the capital markets.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So now and then uh, um, I remember so well, uh, because it was a remarkable event in my mind, I, I got a Bloomberg magazine 2013, and where the headline was uh, blockchain, just blockchain. And, I, and then I read this magazine, and then I said, this is unbelievable. <laughs> if this has happened, if this has happened, this will change the world. And, uh, and uh, I put it to my, to my colleagues to read it as well. I'm, I'm not sure if they did <laughs> <laughs> because I, I never heard back from them, the topic was at that time already. I think maybe I understood twenty percent of it, but I I knew I have to follow that, and then and then I of course I follow I follow Bitcoin and I follow I follow the big big move in Bitcoin uh, uh, end of two thousand sixteen, uh, early two thousand seventeen. I I said now I I was I was almost getting addicted to are getting getting infected by the by the Bitcoin virus, also to jump on the bandwagon. But you know, when you are since 20, 20 years in the markets, you know exactly. You should be careful before you get uh, uh, too much uh, engaged in something. What is what is really going uh, bizarre upside uh, uh, was an extra extraordinary uh, move. Uh, so I I I learned my lessons. I I I, I definitely uh, made a good education since that time. I, I was uh, self-educating myself with articles about blockchain, about uh, uh, from, from new technologies coming from the distributed dis- ledger technology, so there's, there's so much um, uh, uh, going on in multiple industries now with blockchain, but uh, one old economy industry, which is the banking uh, capital market industry, never changed. So co- companies, they digitalized themselves, but... They forgot uh, the financing was never digitalized. That was the last point, which was never digitalized. And that is happening now with blockchain. So fintech companies, they want, they have, they developed good uh, uh, products. They have developed wallets, um, digital wallets. Uh, The financing can, in the past, they started already with the ICO business, Uh, ICO business I think this is our own topic, maybe we later this uh, during our talk we speak about the ICOs, but security token offerings, that's the, that's the future. And that's the, the same thing like we all know from IPOs, initial public offerings. It's a financial instrument which will be uh, going to the market with a public prospectus approved by a regulator. And, uh, and that, that's very, very important. It's a public perspective. It's a public offering, a public offering. Think about it. For a fraction of the money, what for a fraction of the time, totally transparent, because it's on the blockchain. So the share is called token. The share, like we know from the past, is called token. And uh, this, this token can be debt, can be, that, can be uh, a convertible bond, can be equity in some countries in Europe. There's already uh, the equity tokens allowed, and uh, and this is this is now coming into this um, let's say in the capital market four point zero world because of only one important reason: the regulator is coming on the table.
1: Yes, and I think you've hit on so many important points in this discussion, Michael. That. Uh, I need to kind of backpedal a little bit until we get to yes. where, where this discussion, why this disruption really in the financial capital markets is happening. First of all, when you said, you know, back years ago, I came across the world of blockchain, the word of blockchain, okay, which basically is the technological um, fundamentals where now this market is being built on. I think that is important to know so that there is some technology that came out that allows this kind of development. The next step you were mentioning was, okay, now once blockchain is there, why not look at uh, how businesses fund themselves, not by just selling their shares on a normal stock exchange, and has been the case for decades on end, but you can digitalize this part of financing as well. And this is exactly where we are right now.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay. And now the important thing, and I think uh, we can move on to that one, is the question of trust. And uh, regulation plays a huge role in generating trust. And again, Michael, you mentioned the dot-com bubble. Uh, Let me add to that the financial crisis 2008. Uh, Let me add to that, of course, the Bitcoin rise and absolute implosion. And let me add to that the COVID-19 crisis right now. All of these experiences have really always undermined the confidence in the financial markets. Why should right now really the market of digital financing through STOs uh, gain confidence or gain momentum with this kind of background because of regulation?
0: Yes, regulation is the very, very big thing. So far, you know, we have seen uh, the ICO boom and bust. It was a really boom and bust and uh, it was done from uh, companies which thought they can do in the financial market what they want to do and nobody cares because it was an unregulated terrain. But they made one mistake. They created uh, with their ICOs, they created uh, financial instruments, which uh, was considered as, um, as being a regulated one. And uh, so they called it. Uh, it's a utility token, but in, in in fact, it was a security token. So so utility token is uh, when you when you have a a group when they have a marketplace and uh, there's a token with the token you can buy and uh, sell products, uh, and the token has uh, uh, is is always uh, like a like a payment uh, token, but. Uh, but or an exchange token, or a subscription token. But uh, but they created this token in uh, several rounds of uh, public public financings, you know, and, uh, and they made it public. They made it all over Europe, they made it in the US, they made it, made it in China. So there were a lot of, uh, and they, they paid a lot of uh, marketing dollars to the sales groups in social media. And, uh, you know, as I always like to say, greed its brain greed eats brain. So uh, a lot of times with, uh, with the investors and with, um, yeah, people which never heard about it, but they they, they saw the dollars uh, in their eyes. So they, they, they fell on, uh, they stepped on this bandwagon and, uh, and fell down like lemmings over the cliff, you know. And, um, and then, at, of course, that caused a lot of turmoil, that caused a lot of... Uh, uproar from the investor side uh, they are complaining and uh, in the public uh, domains and uh, and the regulators globally they they listened right? because by a sudden they looked what these uh, companies and these uh, self might made uh, guys uh, and self-made experts uh, with a white paper they are raising uh, hundreds of millions of uh, um, dollars and uh, euros uh, and I, I think uh, that was the, really the, the time where the regulator stepped into it, and what they did, they start regulating one step after the other, and uh, they start going after these, um, let's say, black sheets. and they, they really uh, uh, find them, and they they say you have to pay back the money what you what you collected, uh, you have to stop your business, uh, you um, they and and people which think they can go. Go away with it. They will, um, they will have a big wake up, I can tell you, Patricia, and I'm coming from the regulated side. So I'm, um, I'm an ambassador of regulation and uh, licenses, and I think it's very important because it creates standards.
1: Exactly. And when, it,
0: when it creates standards, um, this creates uh, trust. And this trust with these standards, creating a market where a lot of new participants can have the faith entering this market and uh, going for these um, uh, security token offerings because it's public offering with a prospectus. That's a different thing than a white paper for a couple of pages.
1: Yes, and I think this is so important that you put this uh, into perspective, that uh, a lot of people think that blockchain, STOs, ICOs, they are a thing of the future or might have been a thing of the past simply because of this boom and bust, and I'm going to feed you some some numbers I May, Michael. But I think what is interesting coming across your company uh, at uh, CM Equity is that you are actually regulatory compliant with what you offer. You know, you're one stop shop for companies wanting to raise finance and issue uh, their equities in form of digital assets and you are basically complying with the MIFID to which the European standards uh, for financial regulation BAFIN and KAGB in Germany as well as uh, on the fund side I think on the AIF guidance regulation also from the European Union. Now with regards to regulation again I think Looking at it as a system of general financing a company, okay, regulation has been very slow, not helping the market and companies wanting to raise finance and companies like yours trying to facilitate that process. It has been absolutely fragmented. So you see um, countries such as Germany or, you know, Silicon Valley here in Switzerland, or even Korea, which on the blockchain side and crypto asset side is extremely fast. uh, And also, of course, Bitcoin being placed or coming out of of Asia. Here, you know, looking at at, um, experts also at the Cambridge Center for Alternative Finance, they are miffed about it. They say, "Yes, there is regulation, but you have countries that use what there is. That's fast. Then there are countries that are extremely slow because they think they have to re-regulate or reinvent regulation. And at the same time, of course, you have the technology revving up, being ready. There. It's a total mismatch."
0: Yes, I, I agree. So the. The, but this mismatch, I think, will be uh, harmonized uh, pretty pretty soon. You know, we have the European MiFID 2 regulation, we have the AML five regulation now, uh, which uh, every country in Europe has to uh, fulfil. Uh, so this is uh, standards. Uh, but uh, what uh, this AML five came came because of crypto and because of uh, of uh, of uh, token tokenizations uh, and. Uh, and i think um uh, this this will help that and you know country there's always uh, uh, some countries are the the countries um, which are which are more in favor or which are which are let's say more the hotspot of development and the others are the, the laggers behind and will follow up.
1: Yeah, and I think now that we have kind of covered a little bit the issue of trust and that regulation is really big in trust uh, in this type of financing, Let's let's talk a little bit about the advantages. Why should companies choose this way rather than the classical IPO way?
0: So um, uh, that's that's a very clear thing. Uh, by the first time now, uh, the companies they can get direct access to their investors. So there is um, uh, they can they can they have their security token offering pub, public, the prospectus public on their website, and then they with companies like CM Equity, which is providing them the the, the technical the legal as well as the, um, uh, the placement support, they can go directly in an online placement process. So it's not a stock exchange, it's not a discount broker, it's not a big investment bank which leads them to the to the public offering. I will I will not say IPO anymore, to the security token offering. It's it's themselves. They have a direct uh, um, uh, list of who is my token owners? Who is the one I'm speaking with? Who is financing me? So there's a completely different and this all this gets into a fraction of the time for a fraction of the costs of traditional IPOs. It's totally transparent. It's on the blockchain. It's a it's the well package for the companies. They can They can raise the money uh, with with the public offering without being afraid they make something wrong or they they are not allowed in that or this jurisdiction. When you have a public prospectus uh, here uh, regulated by the BaFin, you are regulated in 31 countries in Europe. I mean, how cool is this?
1: Yeah, no, this is super cool. But you know what? All those lawyers, all those lead managers, there are corporate financing departments of investment (laughs) banks. They will not be very happy with this kind of development, but I guess the way to fight that is that you can't really fight this tendency. Just hop on it and you kind of go with it and actually make the most of it because it is not as easy as it sounds. You know, the know your customer process as well, integrating the entire community on the blockchain, the distributed ledger technology is not that easy. So there will be a lot of, um, you know, involvement from lawyers and the corporate banks still. Yes, costs are down. However, we cannot just clip out, you know, a, a couple of the major players in the previous way of going public, right? No
0: I, I agree, there will be, there will be lawyers and uh, investment banks and investment boutiques, uh, they, will, uh, um, uh, they will be like us, uh, uh, teaming up with fintech companies, uh, buying team fintech companies, uh, um, they, that, that's for sure this will come, but the majority of, the, of these uh, big players in the last 20 years will not be the majority of, uh, they, their names will not be the majority of the names of the next 20 years. And um, so the opportunity what CM Equity has uh, in this, we will play full. We will play all our cards, and we will have them because we are fully regulated and licensed as a financial institute uh, with a suite of licenses which we exactly exactly need for the security token offerings. We will we go for this crypto custodian uh, uh, license, uh, which is a new license uh, and which is in fact the license which was was implementing the legal status of digital asset as a new asset class. Yeah. So we have a new asset class and I, I I'm I'm very much uh, driving this now. Um. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and it's interesting because I, I looked at the um, regulation coming out of the EU and they are really pushing towards it and you mentioned uh, MIFID too already. But interesting was one line I came across and if I may share that with you, um, Michael. So regarding security tokens, if the EU commission formalizes the, per, the position posed in the non-paper they've released a non-paper, the digital asset industry would be largely in agreement with a classification and treatment of security tokens as a digital representation of real world assets. And real world assets are things like gold, property, or equity in your company, in my company, in anybody's company. And uh, I think this is just basically closing the circle on having solid regulation, right?
0: Yes, completely agree with you. Um, I think uh, the European Union is doing a great job. Uh, buffin is doing even a greater, greater job. I also I like uh, the regulation in in Luxembourg or in Liechtenstein as well as in Switzerland. So this is the hubs here, uh, which is uh, which is uh, not just talking; they are doing. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very, I feel very privileged and very proud about my regulator. I. I, I could not say I was that in the last twenty years, but now I feel very proud. They took a lead here, and they did a fantastic job uh, in this. And um, uh, and uh, and uh, it's uh, it's something what uh, what I'm, I really want to be an ambassador also for regulation and uh, bring that into into the space. And I yep. want to add one more thing, uh, which uh, tokenization of assets, and uh, this is this is. There's a, the opportunity of um, of the this assets. So there's a securitization of assets because tokenization is nothing else as the securitization of assets. So so this is just you know the world of uh, blockchain have invented a new world called tokenization. You know they could have called it securitization, but it is like it is now. It's called tokenization of assets, and. Um, We can, there's a lot of forms of assets which can be, which are, which were so far non bankable assets, but now they are bankable assets. And uh, so that means the the debt, the debt financing. Venture capital funds can tokenize, can tokenize uh, their fund. Venture capital uh, companies can invest in tokenized companies and create not an uh, illiquid uh, fund portfolio of uh, startups, early stage companies. They have a liquid uh, um, a fund a portfolio by a sudden. because these tokens, this is transferable tokens and there will be marketplaces where you can trade these tokens in, in, like in the, at a stock exchange. It's a market. So this is but it will not be at the stock exchange. It will be at the marketplace. Where tokens can be transferred.
1: That's exactly where I wanted to get. And I'm so happy you say that, Michael, because we're talking about one part of the equation. It's like, okay, me as a company, I issue um, STOs in order to get finance so I can grow my business. The other thing is, where do these tokens actually have a market? And I think there it's really important to see what sort of um, token, hmm, yeah, marketplaces—they are out there, which are good, which are bad, and perhaps also the entire confusion of it doesn't mean that if Bitcoin is traded on, it, it reflects on everything else. Maybe you can put that into a sack for us.
0: So uh, it's you know the, all these crypto exchanges uh, out in this world when they when they started, they are. Uh, they started, for sure, non-regulated because they, they, they started being a marketplace for Bitcoin, being a marketplace market for the cryptocurrencies, but in the future, and, and then they started uh, uh, to give the ICOs, that was a big mistake, give the ICOs a secondary market platform, which uh, which uh, uh, in my mind, uh, uh, yeah, they have not really uh, looked in the, in the regulations. Now,
1: before, say... But. Just say it. <laughs> yes,
0: that was that was a big mistake in my mind because the regulator don't like it, and the regulator will say you have to stop doing what you are doing when you when you list and uh, uh, financial instrument and make them tradable. So you need a license for that financial instrument. You need a multi, uh, multi, um, multi MTF license. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I forgot now the English name for it, but uh, it's an MTF license, a multilateral trading facility. Yeah. And um, so, um, so but, but of course, you know, when, when non-regulated houses want to get into the regulated world, that's a gap which uh, it's not easy to make. But uh, they have realized when they, we want to do our business, what we did So in the future too, we have to become regulated. So, I can tell you, I'm speaking now with uh, multiple players um, and, uh, which have approached us uh, for the regulation, for helping them and, and teaming up with us. And uh, therefore, I'm, I'm super excited about the next uh, months. what will come. Uh, there will be lots of news releases, uh, fortunately, uh, which we will, um, which we will uh, publish uh, on that uh, space. And uh, we w- I want to create these new standards now in this capital market 4.0, and I, can, I know I can repeat what I did in the 90s, I can repeat one more time.
1: Well, I, I love that confidence, but in the, in, in the meantime, do we actually have already exchanges that are trustworthy? <laughs> if not, there's a,
0: a, I can tell you, the Stuttgart Stock Exchange, for example, has an own segment. Uh, it's, a, it's a fully regulated exchange. Uh, they they run a, a MTF with it, um, so they have implemented it. Uh, at this point of time, there's no security token traded uh, over there. It's just uh, um, uh, it's just uh, a Bitcoin. Uh, I think it's, uh, and I, I think Ether is as well traded over there. Um, so uh, in other markets, I don't see it yet. But uh, I can tell you, the, the marketplaces will not uh, be, um, uh, will be, for example, you will, in my mind, you will see um, security tokens trading on the issuer platform. So the issuer will have their own marketplace where, where the wallet the wallet providers, they will have access to the issuer. So when you log into your wallet, your digital wallet, you will see the security token of company A. With the price, because the, the the wallet provider have draw the price from the market market side uh, marketplace from the issuer, and uh, and so the issuer there will be at the beginning there will be um, the, the token owners can put in their orders can put in their I want to buy I want to sell, uh, and so this is a marketplace which is which has not a liquidity yet, but but the issuer itself can start. Providing the liquidity. A company like CM Equity has a market making license, um, a proprietary uh, license. We can trade on behalf of the issuer. Uh, and provide liquidity in that market. And that's exactly what we will do in this
1: future. Exactly. And I, I think this is so, so important because a market is really something that lives off liquidity. So fair enough, I've got a token of a company, but if I can't sell it the moment I want it, of course, I'm stuck with it, which me as an investor, I might not like. The other thing is also how is the price built? Because traditional markets, you have a buyer, you have a seller, and then you have the sweet spot that is created in terms of pricing, depending on supply and demand. Now, here, of course, that issue in the security token market that is about to be established, about to try to gain um, liquidity, a bit of a sticky issue right now.
0: I totally agree with you. Uh, The liquidity is a key thing in the secondary market, but... uh the liquidity uh, will can be provided with uh, with um, uh, from companies from external companies like us uh, at the issuer website um, the, there will be uh, crypto custodian uh, um, uh, platforms they will also develop uh, this kind of marketplace because they will have the, the prices of the issuer from multiple from multiple token uh, token uh, issuers. Uh, in there, because in one wallet you can have 10, 10 tokens, and uh, you can have fifty tokens. So you have a portfolio. You can create your own security token portfolio for your own wallet, and uh, and of course then the, the prices you want to have, you want to see the prices. Is it going up? Is it going down? Can I sell? Uh, can I can I liquidate? Can I change to another token because there's another security token offering? So all this is a, a ecosystem which will which will develop. And companies like us, which are since 30 years in uh, in liquidity providing, I can tell you we will be a a key element for this uh, uh, ecosystem because we will provide the liquidity On our own behalf,
1: you're like like the underwriters trying to say, okay, this market is going to function simply because we can step in, right? Now, I want to um, ask you a fundamental question, and that is about the future. And in order to ask you, Michael, about the future of the um, STO market and really the digitalization of the financial market, the capital markets, we have to look at the past. So, let me hit you with a screen share, which I have prepared which I had to kind of read (laughs) through the numbers twice. (laughs) Let me just um, open this up and uh, share it. There you go. The global asset funding volume, okay, and that is a PWC study, their latest study. The market of digital assets grew solidly through the first half of 2019, actually, you know, reaching a high of 1.3 billion US dollars. Uh, In May, and then all of a sudden, and I had to kind of look twice at 151 million in June, just a month later. So, in order to, and the reason why I'm sharing this with you and the Mentor TV community is that is not a falling market, that is unplugging a market from one moment to the next. A, what do you think really happened in that moment? And B, how do you think this kind of experience in the past will play out? In the next five years,
0: yes. So um, when you see this um, uh, this big drop, which came uh, in the middle of uh, last year, uh, in the ICO called S- uh, slash S STO market, I can tell you, until that time, ninety five percent was ICOs, and uh, this ICO market, um, by a sudden, realized that big big uh, countries like Germany. They will not allow this, and uh, they they go very much in regulation. So it was clear that it was not easier anymore to to use a white a white paper and to, uh, um, to to launch an IPO and uh, book a couple of uh, uh, people who, who are marketing it on social media and not not at all. And uh, uh, it's uh, um, this this regulation will bring a completely new uh, bunch of people to the table. So I think. Uh, uh, people um, which never bought bitcoin people which never bought uh, 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 ico or security token will will come now to the table and uh, because of regulation because of standards which the regulation created and um, in the primary market as well as regulation will created in the secondary market too so so um, and that's good because because then a lot of new players will come to
1: the table. It's a serious, uh, yes, serious, serious place. Let me just, before you um, finish your thoughts, search to interject, Michael. So do you think this kind of collapse was coinciding, correlating what we saw in Bitcoin? And do you think that a lot of the collapse in Bitcoin, the Bitcoin price, uh, once it reached 16000 high, um, do you think that the market can now distinguish between whatever happens in Bitcoin is Bitcoin, but does not necessarily reflect the entire industry? Of sto or digital assets
0: so what, what I what I really want to say is that uh, we have to distinguish between cryptocurrencies and digital assets and security token offerings or uh, which are financial instruments and uh, or, or even utility tokens in the future there's a place for a utility token too in my mind it's not that uh, they are that uh, it's just uh, they will never outnumber the, the security tokens uh, anymore because in my mind, from an investor point of view, um, a security token is a much more interesting vehicle than a, than a utility token. And utility token have the purposes for, yeah, for NGOs, for for marketplaces which uh, which are uh, this uh, sharing sharing thing. Uh, and uh, and I think um, there's a uh, there, and utility tokens maybe also in the in the industry. There's a lot of uh, industrial. Uh, Cases where you can use uh, utility token, but financing. And I, I, I do. I mean, I do a lot of corporate finance work, and all. I love, I love the startups and early stage companies because this is this is the companies where I see the passion with the people. I see uh, what's what's their incentive. I know exactly um, uh, if I understand their incentive, uh, if, then I know for myself I want to work with them or, they, or I don't want to work with them. So it's it's easy for me. But but this is they have now they always had the problems the last 20 years to get financings all of them they come to me for financing. and uh, and now i have a solution for them i have a solution for them i will select them and that the right companies i will take on onto our our platform and and we will we will go with them for a long time it's not we are not um, uh, Let's say investment bank which is closing one project after the other. We will make the IPO. We will, we will. Uh, sorry, we make the security token offering. We will run the sec- the the, the for the investors. We will run the communication with the, between the, the investor and the issuer. We will will help them getting these uh, software for service platforms in a in a play that they are that they are. Um, they have a very efficient tool. And, uh, and that's exactly
1: what... Uh, yeah. what so in, in five years' time, do you think the COVID-19 crisis um, also causing this economic crisis we are we are already starting to see, do you think it will actually get a push? And where are we going to be in five years' time? Is this going to be standard that we go via STOs to finance us as businesses?
0: So uh, in five years' time, um, I can tell you very frankly, I have uh, no doubt that uh, we will see... 80 to 90 percent, even not more, uh, security token offerings and not uh, IPOs anymore, and uh, and that's a that's a very clear mission because there's so much advantages, and uh, COVID-19 was uh, in fact, uh, um, I think, uh, making this uh, tabula rasa for a lot of uh, traditional uh, players, monopolists. Um, uh, also in the custodian business, there's lots of monopolists in the world uh, which um, I, I think it's, uh, there's so much better ways to, to run it, more efficient. Than the, I mean, uh, look, we have a T plus 2 or T plus 3 uh, settlement. This is in our times, you know, when everything is instantly. So with token, tokens, we can get an automatic matching in the, in the token generating event, in the, in the, in the, sec- in the secondary market we will have automatical matching. I mean, that's cool. Everything is settled like that.
1: And with that, I'm going to leave it here with our discussion. Michael Cott, uh, the founder and CEO of CME Equity. And uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Mentorate TV. Super insightful what is happening in terms of uh, digital assets and how much more secure actually this kind of way of financing a business is simply because regulation is in there and big companies and central banks. Everybody is getting into the equation, really adopting more and more the digital space, the digitalization of uh, financing businesses and um, yeah, thank you thank you Michael
0: Thank you Patricia, thanks for having me here
1: And thank you, dear Mentory TV community, for joining us again on another episode here on Mentory TV. Let me know what you think. Let me know what other issues I can dig up for you and have a look whether, you know, there are some questions to be answered. Just hit me with your emails. I'll be there for you as ever.